You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Go Wild. Go Wild is a social media application for your smart device or now even on your desktop. I've been using Go Wild for a while, and here's what I want you to know. What it is, it's a social media application. It's like Facebook, like Instagram, like any of those things. But the whole purpose behind Go Wild is to promote outdoor content. You can go on here. You can see exactly what you want to see, whatever um, type of content you want to see, whether that be fishing hunting, whitetail hunting, bear hunting, um, turkey hunting, just anything like that. You have so many endless options that you can check out and you can subscribe to each one of those things. And that's what you see. It's really cool, especially now in a day where social media has uh, really completely gotten out of hand. Um, every time I log into Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that, all I'm seeing is negativity. Well, with Go Wild, you're going to see a bunch of positive people that love the outdoors as much as you and I do. So go and check out Go Wild on your smartphone or even on your desktop. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. All right, guys, welcome back. Land and Legacy Podcast number two for the week. Here we are. Um, I'm kind of excited for this one because, by gosh, we always talk, always, always talk about working with cost share programs. Yeah. And we have, we've done podcasts with Tyler Ross in the past. We've made mention of the different programs. Um, but this one is going to, we're going to get in a few of the nitty gritty details. Yeah. 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 Not, not expose the whole contract. Um, and not really, you know, we're not talking the the property specifics or anything like that. However, um, we always get good feedback on podcasts when we talk about, um, just like if you just will the numbers, Yeah, you know what I mean? How much money is there? Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's a lot of, oh gosh, we could probably have a whole podcast on the skepticism of, of working. I, I work with the government. You should have the government involved (laughs) on your farm. Yeah. Or is this food stamps for landowners? Right, right. And, and there's 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 so many different um, thought processes, this and that. But um, there's only one way to to do it and experience, it, and that's do it for yourself if, if yeah. you're of interest in it. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna be able to review a plan. And I know we've got a couple guys that are wanting to come on the podcast to talk about this, mm-hmm. like specifically where the funding comes from, how contracts work. 
they'll come on later on. But this one is more about just try to give you guys an idea what some of these contracts may look like and yes. whether or not you would want to move forward with it. Yeah. Uh, it, well, what is the value and is that enough value for you to partake in um, accomplishing? And I will say this, some of the numbers that you're going to hear are site specific. This is, this is um, based on the condition, current condition of said property. And um, it's not, uh, you can't say, oh, well, I've got a, I've got an area that needs prescribed fire. I'll get this much money. This is a per region, per state, per county, per habitat type. Yeah. Per habitat type that um, this money is a lot of for. However, most importantly, per approval. Yes. However, this will still give you a good idea of exactly what you could be missing out on. Yeah, (laughs) missing out on getting yourself a part of. um, And and I'll say personally, live by the thought process of, hey, I'm going to be doing this work regardless. And I have a chance to make money doing it or or cover all my cost. Well, it kind of makes sense that I would or just do cover that. a portion of your cost. Yeah, and I think that one of the one of the big main fears about doing some of this work is, well, am I going to give access to my property if if I do this kind of thing? Well, no. The only the only time that an NRCS agent has been on this said property to get the contract started was an initial site visit. And then once a unit or a project has been completed, um, would make a call to that agent. They would come out and do an inspection, walk the area to be able to understand how large the unit was, um, get the total acreages covered so that you can get your check. And that's it. Unless they call you, but they're not like randomly dropping by and just touring your property. You might find them out on the trail camera. That, that, if that happens, I think that's an issue, but that doesn't yeah. typically happen. That sounds like a CRP <laughs> contract. That doesn't typically happen in these types of contracts. Yeah. But it could depend on whatever, what person you're working through. Sure. So, you know, this, this contract is through NRCS, um, and there's funding pools that, that vary. There could be, you know, in the state of Missouri, we have the state funds. Uh, our state cost share, which is coming from our Missouri Department of Conservation. There's also um, NRCS funding uh, yep. through e- and through EQIP contracts, and then there's also soil and water uh, conservation funding that can be more specific for uh, water and agricultural side of yeah. things, typically. And uh, and so there's different pools, there's different funding, and and so like. We're pulling from NRCS equip contracts here, which, which is can the be, side. yeah, so it can be a little bit more, speaking from here in Missouri, can be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more difficult to get in, uh, get into, um, and also they can be a little bit more um, in detail as far as if it comes to a forest, you have to have a forestry management plan mm-hmm. written up mm-hmm. um, with some of the state funding that I've done. We didn't have to have that, but we still got approved for funding. Now the payout on yes. equip was much better than the state. So I am willing to jump through those loops if possible to get better funding. Um, and so 
there's just so many variables and you don't know until you call up your local NRCS agent or county uh, conservation uh, conservationist and start the conversation of understanding what is involved and how you can possibly get into this. This is not this is not a conservation easement podcast. No. There are different conservation easements that you can get that have payouts <laughs> per acre, um, like a WRP contract, but that's not what this is. This is this is program or technique. Um, this for specifically is a three-year contract for um, landowner to be able to execute these practices no. on the property. And, and some conservation easements are just that I'm paying uh, or you're paying me and I, it's never going to be developed right? and things like that. Um, this is not that podcast. This is one about, this is some of the contracts. I'll, I'll read some of the things. Brush management, um, that is a medium brush management, forest stand improvement, and that forest stand is heavy thinning. Um, we've got very heavy brush management, heavy brush management, conservation cover, um, I we've guarantee got, you there's someone out there saying, wait, 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 wait. You guys yeah. are getting rid of the very heavy brush? Yep, yep. <laughs> and then wait. you've got prescribed burning that is on uh, more than 10 acres. Um, that's a grassland. We've got herbaceous weed treatment. Um, that's a one-time, one-pass blanket treatment. Um, we also have uh, heavy brush management, some more, some... Uh, Oh, goodness. I'm just trying to find, looking through this paperwork, um, more more prescribed burning, um, conservation cover once again. I think that's it that's, as far like as that's pretty much we got more forced, forest stand improvement. Oh, temporary forest openings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's another one. Um, we also have more forest stand improvement. So uh, there's all kinds of different things. And and, and that's the, scratching the surface. Oh, truthfully. totally. One thing, too, that's really awesome is, um, you know, there's a big push for pollinators. So um, that's kind of a, pr- a priority where there's a lot of funding available for pollinator plantings. Um, there's also, like, you know, you could go into regions and say that in, in kind of the mid-Atlantic east coast, you may get into the golden wing warbler or you oh, go yeah. down southeast and get in the gopher tortoise um, or red cockaded woodpecker or longleaf pine restoration. Longleaf stuff. pine restoration. Um, you could get into sage, um, mm-hmm. sagebrush or sage grouse out yep. west. So there's a lot of different things. Yeah. And if you're in one of those regions. Or based on your watershed, even the Chesapeake Bay watershed yeah. out east, like the, the the rate that someone may get just to do cover crops in that area is going to likely differ. And it, it, uh, so like if highly erodible soils is completely different payouts than, than other areas. So well, and, and also land use, like yeah. CRP is a big thing that people use in crop country. Can't even get it Correct. where I'm at. Um, but we have other we have other programs. So there's a lot more cattle um, cost share options where I'm at than CRP, like interceding uh, legumes into pastures, different moving type of mineral waterings. stations around. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just moving mineral stations, you get cost share for that. Fencing out of the woodlots, cross fencing. Um, we're talking um, riparian area fencing. Riparian areas. That's a good one. 
um, installing wells and and the waters themselves. So it's just absolutely endless from the possibilities if you're open to going to um, that avenue. Yep. What do you think about first for jumping in? Give a little shout out. Yeah, I guess we should. Before we jump in, we should say um, that uh, there's people that help make this podcast possible. Um, and one of those people is First Light. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic apparel, but company as well. This week we were fortunate enough. Oh, shoot. We spoke with um, Director of Conservation um, there at First Light. And just a fantastic conversation. They get it. Like they 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 get conservation, um, at, but but not to overshadow the the conversation of the quality of, yeah. of gear and apparel that they do have. And uh, it's, it's we fantastic. wore it last year. We wore it this spring, and we just every time we wear it, we're happy and even more happy than we were previously. So it's incredibly comfortable, um, but fits really well and durable, and and all the all the great things that make us tell you how great it is you yes. know that you don't hear many product endorsements on this podcast so when you do hopefully you do take it with a little bit of weight going it must be good and first light is that for us definitely so check them out at firstlight.com um so jumping in uh this equip contract um there's so much to cover we're going to kind of hit it from thirty thousand foot and give you guys some ideas because this podcast is hopefully to help you um Consider government contracts. Open your eyes. And I think that, honestly, again, going back to just the numbers, it will do that automatically because it is enticing. It is encouraging that there is um, money out there for you to improve your property. And and let's not just talk about the the direct money that, that is available to improving the property itself on those said acres. But also look at this from the real estate side of things and say, if I'm looking to improve the overall value of a given property, if I do these techniques and have portions of it shared, I may also drive up the value of that property itself. So you could take 200 acres and it's valued at $200,000, depending on what you do. I don't know. I'm just throwing random numbers out, but, but you might be able to say, if I wanted to do the work and drive it up to to a value of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe I had to put thirty thousand dollars into it in my own pocket. But wait, what if instead of just cashing out thirty thousand dollars, I enrolled in some cost share and it really only cost me five thousand dollars? Yeah. Well, then you make an additional forty uh forty five thousand. Forty five thousand dollars. I think I tracked you. Yeah. Um, on, on that profit. So absolutely, and, it makes and, sense. And a lot of times. You know, if you take an old field, let's just say some of this is brush management. You take yep. some of this very heavy brush management that is a certain species, and you remove that and put that back into, and it may be five years out from being pretty good quality native warm season pasture yep. even. Um, there you have it to where it's like you've increased the value significantly higher than it was pr- previously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a no-brainer. So. Um, a lot of really, really awesome contracts, but um, you ready to jump into some of these? Yeah, I think I think we should. So, um, this first one is a medium brush management. Um, it's only four point eight acres. And, and uh, I, I want to stress when you're when you're describing the acreage, this has been mapped out per the approval 
of yep. the NRCS agent. So they have provided not only a map, but also um, a lot no. of documents regarding the, the uh, description may, of work. This may come to a shocker to a lot of the listeners, but since we are dealing with the government, there's a lot of paperwork <laughs> that I have available here to not only sign my name multiple times, um, but also to keep me on track. So what is brush management? And by the definition in, in this contract, it's just the management or removal of woody, non-herbaceous, or succulent plants, including those that are invasive or noxious. Hmm. Okay, so it okay. doesn't get into the sp- specific species, but through the conversation with our NRCS guy, it's basically thorny species, so we're removing honey locusts and uh, black locusts, yep. as hedge. well as Osage orange or hedge. Yep. Um, some and and being native, um, th- it's not that we're set out to completely remove remove them, but in this area, these those species have a very uh, aggressive tendency to where they're taking over fields. So what we're trying to do is restore field by removing the brush, and the brush are these thorny species. We go straight, and I'm going to do this as quickly as I can. Succession. You go from annuals, perennials, and then you move quickly into the the woody species. You're transitioning, getting closer to a forest. So imagine these fields. Once we're open, now yeah. it's choked out by a lot of the woody species you just mentioned. In the mid '90s, these fields were open. 100%. So, and and to qualify as brush management, typically there has to be some sort of grass or herbaceous mm-hmm. understory to show that it was still field or is. Partial. Just slightly away from uh, a field, yes. depending on if it's medium, light, heavy, or very heavy thinning for the brush management. Yep. So this one is medium brush management, and it's 4.8 acres. The payout per acre is $60.97. So basically $61. So the whole payout for brush management on this is $293. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's only 4.8 acres. And, and it's, it's, it's not only a medium. That, it's a medium. So, and, and I know it's hard to like for someone to say, okay, well, what's medium, guys? Uh-huh. Like, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. When we when we compare it side by side to the heavy heavy brush management, I mean, I, I couldn't even you know medium, um, and 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 that's four point eight acres when it's mapped out. That's a complete. Yep. I mean, let's just say it's a big it's, cir- it's a big kind of circle or oblong circle. And there's open acres within that. So oh, yeah. you're not yeah. cutting straight 4.8 acres. No, you're no, cutting, no. you know, it may only be two acres. Uh, yeah. It's and, and it's not even cutting the entire two acres. You're cutting these certain species. Out so of those, that two acres. Those yeah. three and then eastern red cedar. Those are the mm-hmm. main ones. And then the, any other invasive species, which there's not a lot in this area. So, no. you know, you may be cutting two acres Thinning two acres. Uh, yeah, I would. But I would you're getting say, paid sixty one dollars for four point eight acres. I, w- I would say accurate is is a if you have two acres of woods or or what's gone to woods, it would be a thinning of that two for for the medium. Yeah, and you've got various ways to kill them. You could yes. kill them with hack and squirt. You could yep. kill them with girdle and spray. You could cut and then treat the stump. Or you could go in with a piece of equipment and grind them up and spray the stump or just yank them out by the roots and all or just cut them with a saw and treat them with a the stump. Yeah. Like yeah. so many different ways they just need to die. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, they're dead. They're dead. 
yep, and three years from now, they're dead. Um, and this is the this basically practice is for um, uh, 10 years. And so, like, it's planned in 2021, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be you're just removing the brush for 10 years. Uh, you're doing it one time, but it's in effect for 10 years. So, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to then turn it into crop in Correct. that 10 years. So um, that's kind of one of the guidelines. Uh, and that's where a lot of people really have a stigma with these government contracts is it's like, well, how long am I locked in for? Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you're not going to tell me what to do for 10 years. Well, they're kind of paying you. Yeah. And, and, and so. And a lot of these, especially when, when we're talking recreational, this is, even though portions of it was, was open at one time, this is marginal ground. You it's, wouldn't have crops here. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you're going to plant it in crops. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. No. Um, next one would be a um, heavy forest and improvement. Okay. And so that basically the manipulation of species composition, stand structure, or stand density by cutting or killing selected trees of understory vegetation to achieve desired forest conditions or obtain ecosystem services. That Very sounds like generic. a government uh, government write-up to Description, me. Description, yeah. Yeah. But basically, all to say say we're doing a crop tree release in a heavy um, stand of shag bark hickory. Mm -hmm. And so, someone's going to say, ideally, (laughs) we would cut 90% of these trees to try to get more sunlight and not really release a crop tree that's a shag bark hickory. But, you know, we're not, it's not like they're going to help cost share out on a complete clear cut. And, right and uh, over acres and acres because this total unit is fourteen point eight acres, um, and so you know we're we're cutting out fourteen point eight acres of a crop tree release, so it could vary in the density, but sure. overall they're calling it a heavy one. Um, so the payout is uh, one hundred twenty eight dollars and five cents per acre. So the total would mm-hmm. be about one thousand eight hundred ninety six dollars. Um, for 14.8 acres. So crop tree and, and and someone's saying, well, how big are these hickory? That that guys, that that's you know that's dependent. Not that big. No. They're, in this specific state. What is the crop tree? Well, the crop yeah. tree is the tallest one with the best crown in that specific area. So in this area, there may be for an acre, there may be probably four or five crop trees. Yeah. So you're not really thinning a whole lot. Right. But you're still got 14.8 acres worth. Correct. And so, you know, it's not a bad payout. No. And so, and, and, and the idea would be that it's a cost share. So the idea is that they're going to pay, f- air quote, 50%, and you're going to pay 50% to a contractor who would do this for you. But everybody knows nobody spends money like the government, so... It typically some of these contracts where you can make some money. Yeah, I mean, if you I, do it I yourself, say, I'd say on average seventy to eighty percent of of a bill could be covered through some of the money if yeah. you were to hire out a contractor on this work. And that's kind of based on how they come up with the funding. Yes, is based on what the contractors are charging. Um, let's go over here to um, a very heavy brush management. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And 
a very heavy one on 49.7 acres. Mm, that's a lot of and, work. And we know this site um, all too specifically well. <laughs> all too well is 49.7 yep. acres, okay. and it is densely stacked cedar trees with scattered locusts, honey locusts, black locusts, and hedge on it. Um, so, so it was a field. So yeah, there's, nine, there's in the mid nineties, it was a field of of, and again, it's important to talk about you know the species that are there, uh, but cedars, some are a mixture of field cedars, where where they're kind of bushy, and then others where they have joined together, where their crowns and more um, like have pines. come together, <laughs> yeah, or more like pines. So even even within this forty nine acres, it varies greatly um, of the density and the composition of the species throughout it. But with it being very heavy, it's probably a dense concentration throughout the 49 acres. Thick as the hair on a dog's back in places. Yes. Yeah. Difficult to walk through. But it's it's 49 acres, and I would say I'd say 30 of it is, is thick. Right. Thick, thick, thick. And I'd say other portions of it aren't as thick, but the other acres that are thick make up for it. So, but, but like looking at the species that are there majority is eastern red cedar so it yep. being a soft wood you could have equipment come in yep. and assist with that now yep. maybe you own equipment or maybe you have a buddy who has equipment and or you rent equipment whatever the situation is you can use that it doesn't all have to be by hand to yep. be cut and so like our goal would be to remove the uh, probably by Hand or mechanical mm-hmm. on the eastern red cedar, so we're just cutting below the bottom limb, um, and then the locusts and the hedge are getting hack and squirt treatment or cut and and uh, treat the stump. Probably after a good fire goes through there, once we've yeah, because this area is going to be burned, and so we're going to cut the cedars, burn it, and then go in once all the grass and everything's been burned, and just start waylaying the. The locusts, the thorn trees. Yep. And 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 then also multiflora rose is getting cut. Mm-hmm. That's another po- one that gets mentioned because it is an invasive. It's an invasive. Um, and then there's of course bush honeysuckle mixed in. Um, but but those are cut. both low density. Yeah. Not Very even low. almost not even worth mentioning because yeah. pretty th- pretty thin. But that's two hundred forty dollars and sixty one cents per acre. So that ends up being a just under twelve thousand dollars for this forty nine, basically fifty acres. So someone's gonna look and say, "Gosh, are you kidding me? Forty nine acres, guys, of that." And you, you know, but but let's just say it costs fifteen thousand dollars to contract it out. Yeah, and, and play with the numbers for a second. So then that would mean you pay three thousand dollars. You would have to come up with three thousand dollars to do that. Mm-hmm. But then go look at now the per acre value of the real estate itself. Yep. So so if you if it was just all absolute junk, uh, invasive species, and now it is an old field essentially where you're burning it on a rotation. It's diverse natives that are coming back. Hopefully, now you've got forty nine acres that are open, and that then would drive up the property value. Greatly, well, 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 exceed your three thousand dollar expense that you had to pay out of pocket above and beyond the cost share dollars to execute that. There is 
again, many different ways to look at things um, and approach things. You may you may be from the short term side of things versus the long term, but I would encourage those who are looking to either flip property at a set amount of time or they just want to hold on to the property and want to be the best stewards of that property, period. This is a great avenue. You oh, know, yeah. You, you, know, you look at, let's just say you increased the value of, you went from the very, very heavy brush um, to a now an old field, and that's 49 acres. Let's just say you did that, and, and, and I'm bare minimum. You increased the value real estate value of those 49 acres by $200 an acre, which I think is very easily doable um, across many portions of the country. I mean, that that's bare minimum. What you just did there was increase the property value by $10,000, $9,800. But $200 is nothing. I would say most likely you're looking at um, probably, I'll just say 450 That's $22,000 yeah. that you just increased. By by doing that, and it cost you three thousand dollars if you contracted it out. If you did it yourself, you make that money. Yeah. Then the, va- there's the cost 000. is your time or the wear on your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes you makes feel like you river slow dancing. down and think about it. Yeah. Um, now let's move to. I'm trying to find one that's not been um, conservation cover. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sounds cool. Eight point six acres. Um, so this is establishing and maintaining permanent vegetative cover. So basically what was just an old crop field is getting conservation cover. So Mm -hmm. we're planting natives. Um, and they have a list of natives. Mm -hmm. Different, different blends, correct? Yep. Different blends. And I'll even pull through my handy dandy notepad, 200 page pamphlet here. And I will... Pull out. Uh, I'll, I'll even give you a list of some of the species that are going to be um, eligible for this conservation yeah. cover, permanent cover. And you said nine yeah. acres, nine point eight. I don't know. Uh, give me a second. It's kind of windy, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff here. But we've got eight point six acres. Gotcha. And so one of the blends includes big blue stem, Canada wild rye, drop seed. Um, Indian grass, switchgrass, and prairie june grass. Another one has black-eyed Susan, Canadian milk vetch, common evening primrose, fo- one of the foxgloves, partridge pea, gray-headed coneflower, purple coneflower, maximilian sunflower, love that one, and prairie mimosa. Um, you know, this guy um, that we're working with, that we're on this contract, we're looking for more kind of tall vegetative stuff mm-hmm. um, to kind of help as a screen. So the first one looks more like a win. Uh, but then there's another option for um, we can do uh, basically we can we can pick several species to blend together. But the grasses would be big blue, side oats, uh, grandma, Indian grass, little blue stem, prairie june grass, switchgrass. And then... Um, you know, uh, there's a whole long list of of uh, of forbs and legumes, but looking back, uh, you know, we've got an opportunity to really pick 
100 and you know this one they estimate 138 dollars the first one i listed Mm -hmm. per acre and uh the cost share and that and that was 138 dollars for that species blend that's kind of what they're estimating and then the payout is um it doesn't say not right here anyway um but 100 and you could do it real quick um, I got calculator up right here. Okay, so it's one thousand one hundred and thirty-four dollars is what the payout would be. Divide by eight point six. Yep, hundred and thirty-eight dollars. So one hundred and thirty-eight dollars, and they're estimating one of these actually is one hundred and thirty-eight dollars. So they're basically paying you. They're paying all the cost of the seed. You would yep. probably have to. Your expense then would be site prep. But if yep. you're planting directly into an existing crop field. There's, There's been herbicide nothing. applications, yeah. most likely bare dirt. Um, then you've you got mowing the next year. Yeah, and and that's it. So, again, everyone, another stigma, a lot of people don't plant and utilize native blends, or diverse native blends, because they look and see a higher price tag per acre. Here's a great example of, oh, I can do this, have the seed cost paid for, and now I've got my natives. Yep. Done deal. And it's acting as a screen uh, for nine acres. And there's probably not many of them in your area. Correct. (laughs) So, oh, there it is, $131. It was on the next page. Gotcha. Um, Herbaceous weed treatment, blanket treatment. So it's basically a whole bunch of smooth brome. They're trying Mm -hmm. to enhance. There's already a pretty good mix of natives coming up. So we're just trying to kill it. And it's 49.5 acres, and the payout is $44.82 an acre. So that ends up being $2,219 to spray this 49 acres uh, with glyphosate. Um, so you've got time and chemical. Um, and we would use we would use uh, roughly 60-gallon sprayer, broadcast sprayer, uh, now, boomless nozzles, and rip and roar throughout that 50 acres. We could cover that if you're efficient in your um, fill-ups. You could cover yeah. that in a day. Um, in your herbicide expense, I oh think gosh. this is one we're making money. Absolutely. If, if 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 you're the landowner and you're not putting value on your time and you're just doing it because you enjoy it, you're totally making money. You're you're paying for all your expense, all your all your um, herbicide and everything else. How much else? is a two and a half gallon? jug of glyphosate right now 40 bucks 40 bucks yeah so give or take i just did the math and this is rough yeah but if you did um yeah 720 bucks of herbicide 720 dollars herbicide so basically you could probably go and get yeah and and that's for two and a half gallon jugs that's not counting the the discount you get by getting a 30 gallon drum yeah, what you're going to use on your food plots already. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can get a 30-gallon drum for... Oh, it depends. <sighs> I, I, we've got The last for, time I bought it, it was 425 bucks. I was going to say about around 450 I remember when we first started with this company four years ago, We uh, I bought it for 340 bucks. Yep. yep. But that one you're making yep. good dang money. Yep. And you're just spraying it out. The removal, I already read that. So that makes you go, hmm. Basically, that's old field management. And who wouldn't do that anyhow? Come on. That'd be one of the first recommendations you make. Get this non-native, cool season grass out of here. Yeah. Gone. Next one, uh, prescribed burning. 
um, greater than 10 acres in a grassland. Grassland prescribed fire. Woo. Yeah. I love it. 216 acre, 216.5 acres. The payout is $22.76 an acre. So you're like, oh, I only make 22 bucks an acre? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that one acre on a good fire day took 20 minutes to burn. <laughs> yeah, So. and this payout is $4,928. Smooth five grand to be burning. One day. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. It'll work. It, it, It'll it'll work because you're going to do it anyway. Anyhow. We're not signing up for stuff just just for kicks and giggles. You're doing it because, and this is the this is the cool thing. When you when you look at managing your property from a, the native realm and habitat restoration, isn't it funny how these programs are so applicable to what you're doing? Whereas if, if you were just taking and going around just willy-nilly hinge-cutting stuff and, and doing random whatevers and putting out mineral, oh, I won't get into that. <laughs> You're not getting cost-share on that. <laughs> You're not getting cost-share on it. Yeah. But when you evaluate and look at native habitat restoration practices, there is, which, it, which this should be a sign to you that maybe that's the route I even should go. The, even the government is smart enough to know what's worth your while <laughs> exactly they're paying you yeah. to do it we're paying you to put minerals out and mock scrapes and yeah, all this yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> nope they're not and and the uh the what are those the scent bomb deals i don't know <laughs> we're treading on dangerous territory <laughs> yeah, we, here yeah we are uh, uh do they put you never mind <laughs> i better not say um and we go back with some heavy brush management um, that's on, you know, 17.4 acres. Payout is $147.49 per acre. So that ain't bad either. Medium brush management is about, uh, it's 8.4 acres and it's $60.97. So one of those you make 513 bucks. The other one you make, uh, total, you'd make just over $3,000. Yep. Um, trying to find some other ones that we have well, There's not. a temporary forest opening. Um, yeah, in there as well. trying to go through it and read under candlelight here because um, we're outside once again. There is power, uh, but yeah. <laughs> we don't There's live in a shack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We do live in a shack. Hire us. Help us get out of here. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, interceding native forbs, pollinator, or monarch mixes. Love it. I That's haven't even read this one. Hot dollar one, I guarantee, um, from, from the mixture, knowing yeah. knowing what would most likely need to be or require to be in a given mixture. That one's going to be a nice one. Yep. It's 22, do- 22 acres, 22.7 acres. Payout is $213.65 per acre. That's a total of $4,850 yep. to put in pollinator planting. So it'll be heavy with I some mean, of the expensive ones, but your wife loving that, yeah, and be like, babe, this didn't cost you, yeah, anything. And it covered uh, covered all the seed, and we're and wanting I just took care. Of we've this. got a, a, dr- a long driveway, and there's a couple little half acres or acre that we drive through that I don't really want to mow. Let's put Boom. it in pollinators. Boom, Boom, there you go. And then at the same time, there's another program. We're an equip contract here, but there's conservation stewardship program, which mm-hmm. helps pay you, reward you for your work. That basically, it's not requiring the work; it's rewarding you for what you've already done. That's so another it's like thing. Double pay. Yeah. CSP. Look into it. Um, 
So temporary forced opening, uh, patch clear cuts. So this oh. is our bedding thickets that were that were falling in the government guidelines. Absolutely. So, hold on. Let me see if the literature has anything. Let me see. I'll read it to you. The manipulation of species composition, stand structure, or stand density by cutting or killing selected trees or understory vegetation to achieve desired forest conditions or obtain ecosystem services. Which is very did similar to see, the forestry. Did they say... I, I gotta the forest read that stand again. improvement. Did they say anything about hinge cutting in that? No. No, I, I don't think so did. either. Um, but, however, here's the cool thing. When you learn these, and this is exactly why we're talking about on the podcast, when you when you learn how to interpret these management practices, the only thing, and I shouldn't say the only thing, much of the only thing that does differ between a lot of the recommendations that we would potentially make on your given property is the verbiage. Yeah. Execution. They they want these practices to work. So what they would require in the steps to accomplish this is so that it is successful. They don't want to pay you for something that isn't successful. Yeah. So so when you look at and or, or you hear us talk about bedding area thickets or or these clear cuts, go to temporary forest openings, which yeah. you've probably heard us mention or, or use that terminology on the podcast as well, because that's the way you could get paid uh-huh. to 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 do that. Yeah. We've done that in the past. It looks yep. like we're going to be doing it again. We've got clients who took our report. One guy in, in rough grouse country took yes. his report in. He got all the funding to 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 do all this. Yep. And that was just with state funding. So, like, in the state of Missouri, we have, like, a $6,000 cap mm-hmm. for landowner. Annually. Annually. Right. Yep. And uh, Equip doesn't have that cap. No. They usually have a cap on what they think you can accomplish in a year. And so they typically start out the – I'm trying to remember. I may get this wrong, so I'm almost hesitant to say it. But it's almost like they start out weak and get stronger mm-hmm. to where you may have a little bit of work the first year, a little bit more work the second year, and a lot more work the third year. We're kind of in a contract where based on our previous work and employment status – we're pretty heavy all three years. <laughs> it's like, so basically, give it. We yeah. want it. Yeah. Let's do it. Trust me, it'll get done. Um, so the temporary forest opening is 1.3 acres, mm-hmm. and its payout is $200 and $206.13. So that's $268 for 1.3 acres to cut. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, you're not going to the, the the temporary forest openings are just like well at least I'm not doing this and being broke like yeah 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 $268 if you get a couple of those on your farm justify going to buy a new chainsaw sure um absolutely uh, and and when you go kill a deer on the downwind side of it anyhow it's like oh god that's so that's yeah. perfect I, got paid I to think do I'm going to do some more I got paid to do it yeah I can't believe it Government deer right Those there. jokers paid me to do this. Yep. Um, let's see here. Um, we got more forest stand improvement. All right. I like it. Um, Same payouts, I'm guessing. $128.05. Yep. So, yep. Um, then we've got another one with uh, forest stand improvement heavy uh, with patch clear cuts. Total of... 
12.2 acres. Payout is $2,219. Okay. So not bad, but, um, you know, just a lot of different options here, and this is just scratching the surface. One thing I want to mention about those, uh, going back to that client in grouse country, temporary forest openings are a big thing for if you're managing for you need for sure. that young forest regeneration with rough grouse and that's really a big lacking thing so if you're in the northern northern climate where there are rough grouse or you're in a rough grouse sensitive area i would be looking into temporary forest openings big time no absolutely i'd be looking Without into timber management big time i'd be looking into edge feathering there's mm-hmm. contracts for that yeah, um, I mean, edge feathering is a is a government cost shared. I don't contract. I don't know why edge feathering isn't hasn't become cool yet. Knock on wood, I think it will come cool. It, it, yeah, I think I think it'll come around to be a, a fad to where some of us will be like it's almost faddish, like it, it's a little bit f- like a fad with hinge cutting. But at the same time, thank goodness it is fad because it should be something that we all practice. Yeah, absolutely. We should hashtag the. The heck out of some edge feathering just because yep. it has such a, a – and, and we always talk about transition, transition, transition. We're not talking about deer moving from one one place to another. We're talking about transitional cover. Yeah. We're talking about plant communities that will dwell in sunlight as well as in the shade. Semi-shade, semi-shun, semi-sun. And isn't it funny? This is what I love about just – Deer in general, if that's your main focus, is everyone says, you know, they're creatures of the edge, this and that. Yeah. But isn't it funny, like, when you go and you and you edge feather, you do get plant communities and plant species that do great along the edge. Yep. But, but we see more activity from deer in the areas that we've edged feathered. Maybe it's, they're only creatures, we say creatures of the edge, and I'm air quoting that. Because that's where the species that they like grow at. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, what if we had the timber that had more sunlight into it, too? I bet you we'd have those same species. I bet you we'd have more deer. Absolutely. But I bet it's, we're giving turkeys the ability for, they're giving, we're giving them more nest options. Mm-hmm. Because if we edge feather all of our openings, we're, we're significantly increasing the amount of um, young forest or uh, shrubs. Shrubs Shrub that will component. come back and, and absolutely um, to Brambles. where you know you're just greatly increasing the chance of having more rabbits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love I love the escape cover that it does provide poults. So it's not only yeah. nesting, but like if they go out to that opening and it's let's just say it's um, an old field or or maybe it's just a, a clover food plot or something. Or could even be quail bugging. too. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they step into that edge feathering. In most cases, they're going to have some overhead cover. Yeah. So predators above ground or, you know, aerial or on ground, it's much harder to be successful. But when you go from mature timber. And when you say be that, successful, not die. Yes. So, so yeah, that comparison to a bigger open mature timber, predator on the ground chasing can continue running. Predator from above can continue flying right through and and, and be successful from capturing, killing yep. the poult. But all that to say, there's a ton of conservation cost share dollars out there for people. Uh, every state's got them, um, and it's a federal it's federal programs through mm. Equip. 
or or hopefully your state does have additional options. Yeah, there's but, you know equip, CRP is another one, CSP is another one, um, and then you go into all kinds of state funding. So mm-hmm. there's just so many options, and you ought to look into it. Um, Be don't go into it. And say, I'm going to go have a meeting. I'm going to call the office. I'm going to go have a meeting. And I'm going to walk out with that same paperwork that you guys are going through right now and talking about the podcast. That's not going to happen. We need to be realistic. We need to sit down and say, this is going to be a little bit of a process for me to get signed up, for me to evaluate the paperwork, for me to sign the paperwork, um, for a initial site visit to happen. Um, for the proper enrollment period as well to happen, and then your projects get approved. If you go in there or begin this process with the expectation that the next month you're going to be starting in on these projects (laughs) and getting the money, that's not... That's just not no. reality. The government and doesn't move fast. Yeah, and and, and there are the comes to getting pay raises for Congress, or when they want their taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but when you go and begin this process, just be patient, because yeah. at the end of the at the end of the day, you went in there to to receive a a, a pamphlet, a paperwork um, that 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 is money for you to be able to improve your property. So. I've seen a lot of people get discouraged um, as they begin the process uh, or they're halfway through the process. They don't really know where they're at. Maybe it's just poor communication between that agent and, and the landowner. Whatever the situation is, there is most likely some light at the end of the tunnel. So stick with it, but just don't expect you know that money just to be handed over on a silver platter after one meeting. That That's not no. how it works. So... Go in with the right mindset, and, and you can you can have great success. My best advice would be ease into it. Sure. And and kind of develop a relationship with your conservation officer or your NRCS agent and start that conversation or that, that relationship from a just easier way into it because if you dive headfirst, you may get, whoa, I don't remember that being explained or I don't remember that being part of it, but... Uh, I don't remember it being that I was locked into this for 10 years. (laughs) I don't remember that because I built this fence that I can't ever graze that now. Like, there's just some guidelines that you need to follow. Yeah, and and the other piece of advice I would say is if you're looking to do this and do it long term, develop that relationship with your local agent and, and be open with them about what it is you're trying to accomplish. These people, most of them, have got a heart for conservation. Look at the job profession that they chose chose to do. And I say that from an example. If they don't, build up a crew and get them out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I say that from yes. um, a uh, Brenton who is working through the Burr Oaks Bluff Farm. His experience with that local NRCS agent, he found out that... Um, the fantastic botanist essentially and, and and had an appreciation for um the less hills and all the wildflowers that could um come up so when he shared the reasons behind why they wanted to enroll in cedar removal brush management and all these things was to restore and bring that native 
grassland, diverse vegetation back to the property, she got very encouraged. It was not just, hey, I just want to kill some big bucks. Can, yeah. I, can I cut some cedars? It was, I. he took time to be able to educate her on, on the, the goals, what he was trying to do, why he was trying to do it. And that agent worked hard and got him enrolled and improve, uh, approved pretty dang rapidly. And um, I think that if you find that common ground and use that to your advantage, then you can you're not expedited and just golden into uh, an approval status, let's say. But I feel like they're going to work a little bit harder for you and move that project along. Oh, so yeah. just, a, you know, a little bit uh, word, to, word to the wise there. If you could develop that relationship early on into the process, I think that it's it's advantageous for you. For yeah, sure. don't I, – I would piggyback on that and say don't go into it with a – I'm a deer hunter wanting to kill big deer because it – most likely won't get you very this far. This is a natural resource conservation service yeah. agency. Yep. So so white-tail deer and and 200-inch deer is not always going to ring true for every individual there. It is a broad spectrum natural resource conservation group. So so the management practices um are well-rounded and I think that our approach and those listening also would agree and have that same devotion to that well-rounded um, land ethic side or approach to the way that they manage their property. Yeah. So um, you mentioned something when we are talking about edge feather and you mentioned uh, different plants and things. And so kind of hit on a plant profile for this week brought yeah. to you by Pure Air Natives Makers. I guess not makers. Yeah, makers of custom seed blends. But they developers, yeah, they develop blends. God and help made with the seeds. See, yeah, <laughs> it's not like they've got like a lab. They're going factory. Ooh, yeah, what are we gonna call this one? Let's call it Mexican hack. Ganesha. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's make it. Yeah, whatever. And so they, they're makers Wait, of custom seed blends. Latin names. <laughs> they're uh, they do a lot of CRP contracts. They do yep. a lot of pollinator plantings. So if you guys are interested in any of those wonderful plants or blends, check them out at pureairnatives.com. You can, you can bet that these conservation cover plantings that you heard us read through today That's where the seed's coming from, yep. Through Pure Air Natives. Yep. So kind of made me think of a plant that you see a lot on edges uh, where you get a little bit of sunlight, still a good portion of shade, and they are a awesome, awesome fruit, edible oh, to yeah. eat right now. And that's the black, the native black raspberry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only is it awesome for us to eat, but it's got a great bloom that's used by a lot of pollinators. It's a in it's a multi-stemmed shrub that can, but we call them kind of throw them in the class of brambles. Yeah, yeah. They've got a thorn, but three to six foot tall. Um, they could form patches, you know, six to 12 foot wide or even bigger, depending on the amount of sun and what you have going on in that area. Um, but kind of a colonizing, um, plant, um, it's long, slender, they kind of have like a purple hue stem. That's how you can kind of tell them it's when they're not, uh, blooming or not growing in the summer, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, or it's during the dormant season. You kind of see the that purple season. stem. You're like, oh, what's that? Because now they're they're a very light green yeah. color. You yeah. know, it, they they stand out much differently from the um, blackberry. Similar in the thorns and the, the shape, the structure, but it's a very light green stem at this time of the year. Yes. So awesome cover aspect, awesome edge species, mm-hmm. great for a long list. It's great browse for deer. It's great cover for rabbits. It's great cover for soft um, mass for, for bears. Yeah. Soft mass for a lot of different small mammals, coyotes, coons, squirrels, all sorts of different Huge animals. range. Yes. And um, you can certainly plant them. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know. Cobbler. Cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream. Yes. Um, it's rates very high for songbirds and game birds and large and small mammals. Uh, <laughs> the only warning on this site that I'm reading about. So it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to look and just see what kind of range it says. Plant has thorns or prickles. Prickles. I never Pringles? heard of prickle. <laughs> My daughter would say, "Prickle, prickle." <laughs> so we were, we were, and get oh. it very confused with pickle. <laughs> Walking on a property the other day with the landowner and, and talking about raz, uh, no blackberries, and they're they're just abundant on the on the hillside. It's like, yeah, I've I've tried them, that they're just they're just pretty sour. I got, he goes, I don't know, no, no. I don't know why. Like, why are they so sour? I said, you know how to fix that? He goes, no. Like, how do you fix that? I said. Add another scoop of ice cream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. Well, I, I was, I was going to say, um, you know how to fix that. Don't eat them when they're green. Yeah, that too. <laughs> when they're really red, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, got to wait till they're good and good and black, good and dark, full, dark, thick, black. Purple. Yep. Oh, yep. All it. right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you can head over to the NRCS office and start getting enrolled and looking at cause, And uh, there's offices uh, in like there's a always ton of counties. Enrollment. Uh, as well. Oh, there's open and closed enrollment. We're closed right now, but I think it opens back up this fall. So kind of preparing yourself, I think September, October, if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong on that. Um, but check them out and there's just an start office preparing locator your side. On yep. the USDA website, go to NRCS, office locator, Google that, pop up, put in your county address, and local service center will be able to help out. Appreciate you guys listening this week.